0: Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Toby Talks. It's been a while since I've recorded, but I'm happy to be back. Um, I am joined by Rashida.
1: Hi.
0: Who was um, in my first episode of Toby Talks. So we're going to talk about a whole range of issues today, um, including um, the Labour Party's manifesto. Obviously, we're uh, in the middle of a general election And I will be discussing all of the various parties' manifestos. Um, We're going to start with the Labour Party's manifesto today. Also going to discuss the interesting stuff that happened with Prince Andrew. Um, Mm. (laughs) The controversy there. And yeah, the election thus far, how it's been. um, We might dab into a bit of feminism. um, Yeah. (laughs) she is an advocate for that. And um, yeah, we might talk about... Um, the movie that came out, Blue Story. Um, yeah, because cool. that's kind of trending right now. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with the Labour Party's manifesto. Um, so, off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I know that one of their main policies is to nationalise BT. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that policy?
1: What do I think? Do you know what? At first, I was like, oh, the Labour Party, yeah, like, proper desperate for some votes, boy. But, Thinking about it, the way so many access, like a lot of access to services is online nowadays, like universal credit, all of those kind of things. People need um, the internet to conduct those services. If you go into any local library, you'll see that a lot of people need computers, internet to access some of their basic services and to navigate life in like a really simple way. And so it should be a simple and easily accessible service. So I guess... That's their thinking behind it. Yeah,
0: I mean, if we're being honest, like the internet has become the new norm, mm, and sure. as a party that's trying to champion equality, like you know, having internet now is as a basic need as having like water, and <laughs> <laughs> maybe not water <laughs> in it, but no, having I enough you. money to feed your family and 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 all those kind of things. I think they've just modernized socialism in a way. Mm. Um, obviously, it's very ambitious and they're saying that they're going to get the money from you know, further taxation and the mm. taxation will be on the richest 5% mm-hmm. and also increasing corporation tax to, mm-hmm. I think, from, from 12%, which is now, to about 26%, mm-hmm. which is quite a significant increase. But still, people don't think that's enough money. They'll be able to raise enough to be able to...
1: To, oh, to nationalise it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, and people think they're just going to increase the deficit more debt Mm. which isn't good Mm. um do you think their numbers add up i I don't don't know if you've looked at 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 the manifesto but they're pledging to spend about 86 billion pounds every year on on infrastructural projects on um nationalizing rail Mm. water um royal mail they want to bring that back under um nationalization Mm. um do you think do you think do you think this whole idea of taxing and spending makes sense in the twenty first century
1: look see i i I think fundamentally in this country there is more than enough to go around mm-hmm. and I think we have lived under conditions where we've been made to believe that that is not the case and i and i I don't think that is the case I do think that there is more than enough to go around and I think that the rich should be taxed further. I think corporations should be taxed further. If we living in a, we're living in like a economic climate where there are so few people that own so much, and there are so many who have so little. Yeah. And I don't think that's right. I mean, right.
0: the richest one percent have more than the ninety-nine combined.
1: Um, well, well yeah, precisely. That a
0: fact in two thousand so, and fifteen. So. I mean, yeah, you're you're right in the sense that you know globalization, you know, um, the idea of you know free trade has been a good thing in general, because it mm-hmm. means it's it's lifted a lot of people out of poverty. However, what we've seen in the last sort of nine years under the under Conservatives is that hasn't translated into real growth for ordinary people. Mm. I mean, obviously, the, the economy's grown every year since 2010. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, that's why the Conservatives are saying austerity has worked. But for ordinary people, they haven't seen mm. the benefits of that. Yeah. Um, it's just been seen by the rich mm-hmm. and the corporations yeah and um I agree with you in the sense that maybe it's time for ordinary people to you know fill some of that um fill some of the uh merits of 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 globalization mm-hmm. um we were saying um obviously I was saying that Tony Blair came to my workplace <laughs> and uh he he had a lot to say about kind of the state of of, of politics and his whole view was that um, at a moment when we need to be less ideological, both main parties have become more ideological. He mm. was saying how most of the problems in the world can be solved through better use of technology. I think he was just arguing for more centralism.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's always been his whole thing. The third way, this middle ground um, in which everybody can kind of achieve bliss. But, I mean... I guess there is some merit to it but I don't think the, the country is deeply polarised.
0: <laughs> do you I, know I, what I mean? I, I think I think it is. I think it is but would you say what is polarising us is this left-right ideology or would you say it's just Brexit? Because you could argue that Brexit isn't a left or right issue. Mm. It's just people's frustrations.
1: No, and I, and I hear that and I do think fundamentally people have probably been frustrated and disgruntled for a long time now and what the parties have been able to do um, or, you know, different political actors have been able to do is mobilise that frustration into further polarisation um, which Nigel the parties Raj. are now having to play off of. No, <laughs> exactly. People like, like Nigel Farage.
0: Like, um, but do you think, so obviously you general election stuff, mm-hmm. do you think Labour's position on Brexit is, is, is credible? Is enough for them to win? Because... Corbyn came out yesterday that he will remain neutral in um, a second <laughs> referendum. For obviously, before that, he was saying he he wasn't trying to answer that question. Mm. So, do you think Labour's position of negotiating at some sort of trade deal probably will remain in a customs union, mm-hmm. and then putting it back to the people? People have remained and virtually remain on one ballot paper. Mm. Um, do you think that's a good idea?
1: I think we probably kind of need something radical-ish now to push this Brexit thing along because I think it's been going on for far too long. And there needs to be... We need... I think we need something... I think the decision-making does, to a certain extent, need to go back to the people because for the last two, three years, it's been politicians kind of having this conversation amongst themselves back and forth to the EU nothing really changing, nothing really being done, leadership being changed, prime ministers being changed, and the masses of this country still don't know what's going on with Brexit and if it will even happen, and X, Y, and Z. So I do think there is a degree to which it needs to be... The conversation needs to go back to the people to and the people need to be able to have another say. I I do, I do think I believe that because I do think that there was a lot of... Um, misinformation but, 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 surrounding the initial but, but campaign. But do, you
0: think, do you think it's it's sensible not to give a proper leave option to people? Because, you know, you could mm. make the argument that the deal they're going to negotiate is basically virtually remain. Why would you vote for a deal that makes you a member of a club but you can't decide the rules? You might mm. as well remain. Because that's mm. essentially the deal they're going to negotiate. No, for sure. Um, so do you think that's actually a credible a credible referendum? Like... If I'm a brexiter, can I say I can see brexit on the ballot paper?
1: I mean, probably not. But I guess if it's not credible, we'll see that in the turnout
0: and labour winning the election. Or
1: no, I mean the turnout. If oh, it, the in, in this potential oh, fair. referendum, oh, fair. if the turnout was pants, then we would know that it wasn't credible.
0: But I think regardless of the turnout, label will respect the result, quote unquote. Well, um, I, I I hear that too.
1: I hear that too.
0: But I don't I don't. don't What's so frustrating is I don't see how now this country can make a success of Brexit. I think when we first voted to leave, there was momentum and we mm. could have. Um, I'm not sure if Cameron should have resigned when he did
1: that guy bro and I'm
0: not sure if Theresa May was the right person to lead the country after Cameron resigned
1: who do you think would have been better though and why was she not the right person
0: obviously at the time obviously this is all in hindsight isn't it yeah, yeah. at the time she might have seemed like the <clears throat> best person because she was home secretary had a lot of experience in the cabinet etc etc but I think it should have been a lever simply because the first thing all the leavers said is she doesn't know what Brexit really means. Mm. She's a Remainer. Da, 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 yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. If we had a brexiteer leading the country, then if they made a mess of it, what what argument could people use to say that they're not a proper brexiteer? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Um, but I think the the outcomes could have been like really dire as well. If we had this rush out of the EU with people that were just trying to go full steam ahead with Brexit. The the consequences could have been awful, think, and I we think, saw all of that documentation come out about what could have happened, like Operation Yellowhammer, all of this stuff <laughs> that could have gone wrong. But, and some, you know, a lot of Brexiteers said oh, it was just to uh, da, 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 scare bl- scare people or whatever. But it, do you know what I mean? A lot of us still don't know what will happen. I, I think if I think what's scary the about European Union.
0: I think what's scary about this election <clears> is that we have a conservative prime minister who doesn't give a shit about this country. Like, you can say what you want about Cameron and Theresa May, but I honestly think they had principles and they tried to do what was in the best interest of the country. Like, Theresa May, mm. I think she was being bullied by her party to force us to leave without mm. a deal. Yeah. But she ruled that out categorically mm. and even stepped down because that did, that was the direction the party was heading in. Mm. And Boris Johnson doesn't seem to give two craps <laughs> how Brexit impacts the economy. All Boris Johnson cares about is being Prime Minister for as long as possible, mm-hmm. um, which is
1: cr- like you even
0: heard what happened with him and that girl he was sleeping with. Um,
1: he's just a mess. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a
0: he mess. just
1: he's a mess. He's a babbling idiot. He's a fascist. He's a waste man. He's a you think clown. he's a fascist? Boris
0: Johnson. I don't think he's smart enough to be a fascist.
1: Uh, Well, fair, but Boris... uh, To be fair, I I use that word far too loosely. (laughs) But Boris Johnson is just a waste man. Yeah, he is. I mean, I I don't even have much time or energy to discuss the nature of his foolishness, but he's just a waste man. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I do feel as if, you know, Cameron and May had... They had, they, you, they had you a vision felt, for the country. Yeah, you felt... You felt like
0: these people were actually trying to take the country in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, absolutely. But
0: even if you disagree with that direction, they had a clear plan. They seemed like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Boris no, Johnson doesn't seem like he has a clue, <laughs> which is scary. Um, it's
1: very scary. I mean,
0: some of the other Labour Party policies, just people that are interested, is obviously Labour Party will reduce the voting age to, six, to 16. Um, they'll introduce a second homes tax so you'll be taxed if you own two homes um i don't have them kind of problems <laughs> they're going to reinstate three three thousand uh, bus routes that have been cut off i don't know about that, but that sounds interesting um uh, they want to reduce uh primary school classes to fewer than 300 students 30 you mean 30 sorry <laughs> <laughs> 300 30. <laughs> i thought that was already a thing yeah, no, because that,
1: that, that was a Tony Blair policy. But I guess maybe as since yeah, we've left so, school, yeah, classroom sizes have got we, bigger again. I
0: wouldn't be surprised under the Tories. Yeah. Um, one policy that interested me about um, the Tories actually was... Um, you mean Labour? No, no, Tories. Tories, oh, okay. um, I'm not sure if this is in the Labour manifesto. It might well be, but they're trying to increase the wages of teachers. Okay. Because um, right now, I think starting salary can be as low as, what, 22000 mm. 25 maybe if you're in London um And I think they're trying to increase it to over 30,000 starting. No, oh, for real. Yeah, to attract more people to into the profession him. because, fam, oh. everyone's running out of teaching. These men have a serious school shortage.
1: Mm. Um,
0: yeah, nowadays, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can become a teacher. Listen,
1: I've experienced it first time, mate. <laughs> well, how, how, how's it? Just having crap teachers. You oh, didn't know what yeah. the hell they
0: were doing. Yeah. I think everyone has,
1: no, for especially sure. in sixth
0: Because I think at GCSE, teachers can kind of get away with not yeah. really knowing much about them, because content's so minimal and stuff. Yeah, but A yeah. level, bro, these guys were not experts. They didn't know what... Oh at my all, days. Bro. Like in maths, at yeah, all. I remember in maths, obviously like you have AS and obviously A2. So when A2 would, when there was like a, a, like a C4 question, or an A2 question, the teacher mm. would be struggling. <laughs> Their hand on the board will be wobbling. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> days. Yeah, no. Nah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, that's, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's
1: important.
0: But, yeah, so um, just a quick reminder to everyone. um, You need to register to vote by... Wasn't it the 22nd of November? It was yesterday, wasn't it? I was it?
1: thinking, is the deadline not passed? The
0: deadline is passed, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, if if you haven't registered to vote... I think the deadline might be Monday. But if you cancel still register for it, make sure you do it today. If the deadline's passed, well, you've lost your chance to.
1: And why would, why did you do that, man? I feel like what I don't. Why, why do people not register to vote? What What do you think? Like people who didn't register, what What do you think they're thinking process was? I, th-
0: I think them man just see it as it's long. I'm not going to vote anyway. My My vote won't have that much. Much impact, impact on yeah. the election, etc., etc., normal stuff.
1: And to be fair, in some places it probably won't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But like them uni students, people who are in these random towns. But
0: if I'm being honest with you, I think more students are engaged with politics than ever before. Yeah,
1: no, that's, I that's, think that's, that's probably people true.
0: People are starting to realize how much, because so many young people are passionate about remaining. Mm. So they will turn out. It's just unfortunate that a lot of them will probably vote Lib them just because they're, they're advocating to out. But you guys, don't, 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 don't forget that it was the Lib Dems who... Don't promised, forget, bro. They promised to abolish tuition fees. They got into bed with the Conservatives. They got a snuff of power. And then what, what did they do? They, they tripled them. So, yeah, just putting it out there. And Joyce Winston, she, she was part of them. She voted for an increase in tuition fees. Don't, don't forget that. Um, but, yeah, um, we're going to move on swiftly to the debate about you know Prince Andrew... Um, obviously now he's decided to step back from public life,
1: from his duties.
0: Um, but <laughs> his duties. But I, I, still think it's it's ridiculous because he's still gonna live, be living a lavish well, life. Of
1: course. In, in
0: fact, this is even worked out better for him because now he can chill. You yeah, rule of money. It's from the work. Um. So, so what's your view on the whole the whole scandal? You know what? We should probably explain it because people don't. Really yeah, know. no, that's okay, true. Okay, so there's a guy called Charlie Epstein, quite Jeffrey. rich. Charlie, wait, well, no,
1: Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Jeffrey Epstein, sorry. <laughs> Jeff, there's a guy called Jeffrey Epstein, and he's quite a wealthy individual. He knows all the celebs, Trump, Clinton, yes. one of them. Um, so he um was convicted of paedophilia, um, a couple of years ago. Um, he's he's since committed suicide when he got sent to prison. But when he was convicted of paedophilia, Prince Andrew, in all his wisdom, decided to go and spend four days with him, four or five days with him, where he was reportedly partying (laughs) and having a jolly old time with his uh, uh, convicted friend. His friend was convicted of paedophilia, um, sleeping with a 15-year-old girl. It was then later revealed that um, Jeffrey Epstein had... An undercover network of um he was basically trafficking underage girls mm. and forcing them to have sex with with older men for, for 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 personal profit and obviously when that came out he was already dead and um, his wife disappeared she went off mm. face of the map <laughs> no no one knows where his wife is like she she's literally disappeared the fbi are investigating and trying to look for her but no one knows where she is oh, um know. yeah well these people are millionaires bruv they, yeah, they had for billions real. of pounds so she could make herself disappear. Um, so essentially now that, you know, it came out that he had an undercover network of, you know, he was, he was running basically a prostitution ring Mm. for, for underage women and stuff. Um, so now that that came out, um, Prince Andrew decided to do a channel Four interview, um, because there's a girl in the U S claiming that Prince Andrew had sex with her when she was was, forced to, yeah, she was forced to have sex with her when she was 17 and obviously, um, Prince Andrew went on to the programme to clear his name of the charges, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And what's interesting is that in... Because there's a picture, you know, there's a picture of him and the girl.
1: Oh, really? Yes,
0: there's a picture of him with his hand over the girl. Okay. There's I an actual picture. It? So, um, obviously, people are like, you know, this picture, where did it come from? Mm. He said it was doctored. <laughs> that, was his, that was his excuse. The picture was doctored. And they asked him, okay, so if you weren't at that place... Where were you on that day? Said he was at a pizza. Yeah, he said he was at a pizza, pizza Express. <laughs> in working. Now let's be real, yeah. Who the flip would remember going to a pizza hut in working? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Especially when it happened years ago. Like, it makes no sense. And obviously, one thing he could easily do is release his travel logs mm. because the police, the his personal protection, they keep a record of where he's at all times. Yeah. Um. So if he simply released that and it was shown that he was completely in somewhere a different location Mm. his name would be cleared but he hasn't. Um, And he very arrogantly said in the interview like they were like oh so do you have anything to say? He's like oh I'm sorry for letting the side down. As if he had just lost the game of of, of Mm. football.
1: Um, And he said you guys have dragged it all out of me. There's nothing left for me to say.
0: (laughs) He didn't even show like an ounce of empathy for the victims. Not Um, at all. And I think this just speaks to some of the biggest problems in the world that, you know, rich and powerful men can just get away with soliciting underage women for sex Mm. and making a profit from them. Um, And even when stuff like this happens, very rarely do they even get convicted. Well, well,
1: exactly. Jeffrey Epstein is like a, in some ways, like a unique example of like... (laughs) rich powerful white men being held to account because yeah, this guy not. was
0: even in a in a white collar prison you know mm. he wasn't even in a proper up prison and yeah. even my man prince andrew this guy is he above the law because he doesn't have to go and answer um any of the uh, allegations mm. that have been made to be before him
1: and the thing is he could he could um you know the solicitor of the woman is saying he can volunteer himself to clear his name, but he won't do that. He's, he, he's showing no intention of wanting to do that. And it's just all really disgusting, to be honest with you. He's extremely arrogant and doesn't seem to really give a damn about... Mm. And when he was asked, you know, do, do you regret the friendship? He was like, no, because he put me in contact with some really great people.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an <laughs> idiot. But um, just just on a wider point, do you think kind of the royal family... The whole idea of having a royal family is an outdated concept.
1: I think it's definitely an outdated concept, but I think one well, one of the arguments for it is that it brings money into the economy, close to like two billion a year. But then,
0: but then, but then, okay, that, that that's fair enough. In in uh, in um Spain, they mm. they have a royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not as well known as as the British monarchy mm-hmm. and stuff, but they aren't figureheads. Mm. They they have no power, no constitutional power whatsoever. They're yeah. just there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the argument to just do that. Here, take, Mm. make, make, um, the, the monarchy just there and remove their constitutional role altogether. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, when it comes to like ceremonies and stuff, he's still going to have to be there. Mm. He's the prince's. He's the queen's second son. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's probably a ton of rich white and black men who are abusing women. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it, it's sad that very rarely it comes to light because of their wealth.
1: Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. And when women do speak up, like the first accusation is often, are they telling the truth? And there's all of that to deal with, and people don't want to deal with that. Mm. And, it's, and and that is of course more prominent the more rich and powerful these men are. I think I
0: think it's, I think it's difficult, right? Because um, we're, we're touching on an interesting point. When um, I'm not sure if you if you heard what happened. Like, uh, in Nottingham University.
1: Um, Nottingham. Oh, where, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, So, in Nottingham University, the ATS president yeah. was accused of, of, uh, raping multiple, multiple girls. Yeah. Multiple victims that came out and said that he, he, he did that.
1: And um, all across the Midlands, like, people were yeah, saying, Yeah, so, like so, then, of, they so then, so then, that, that sparked it. So, yeah.
0: once, once that got out, it sparked a whole kind of, um, people coming forward and trying to expose, um, predators, yeah. um, well, alleged pred- predator, predators. <laughs> um, and I think what's interesting is none of the guys that did any of these or could have done any of these crimes are rich and powerful. No. But I feel like the way people kind of portrayed them on social media made it seem like they were guilty without even a fair, a fair hearing. Right, like I'm not saying all of them um, were innocent. And I'm not saying all of them were guilty, but I feel like it was very much so, um, you know, social justice warriors going after people that could have been innocent.
1: Hmm. I
0: mean, how do you clear your name in that situation when you're not rich, you're not powerful, you're just an ordinary person that's being accused of file allegations? What can you do?
1: So what do you think a better way for people to have handled that situation would have been? I, I don't know,
0: because obviously, when you look at the conviction for for, for, for rape... they're they're relatively low Mm -hmm. Um, in fact very low Um, and I think also when women find themselves in that situation it's very difficult for them to come forward because of the the assumption that they're they're lying and all of that kind of stuff but at the same time I don't think it's fair for people to um, kind of kind of rush to conclusions and demonize people who haven't been given a fair say
1: <laughs>
0: no because it's true like a lot of these guys i think there was a page on on twitter called "Um, i am more <coughs> than i am more than that's that's what the uh twitter page was called and basically it was just like expose guys that yeah. were, were deemed sexual predators in different universities it would put their photo yeah. their yeah. at, and basically say this person did this and this and this mm-hmm. and is that is that right i mean They're not rich, they're not powerful, they can't defend themselves in any way, shape or form. Because I only think, I think social media is good for stuff like the Me Too movement only because it allows women that don't have that much power to attack men with significant amount of power. Because there's no running from social media, no matter how rich you are. Mm -hmm. But when it's done to people that don't have any power, I think it just loses what it was there for in the first place.
1: So but I guess that that's stemming from the presumption that you think that these men don't have any relative power in comparison to the women who are making the accusations. I mean
0: I mean obviously this whole spark because the ACS president of Nottingham was accused of all of these things. So mm-hmm. he did have significant power.
1: But I I think we live in a in a context and a world where men do have more power than women often do.
0: I, I, do, 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 do do you not know agree with that? <laughs> yes to a certain extent but not at not at a significant level at university where there's a notable noticeable noticeable difference between between like the power i have as a student right. and the power you have as a, as a female student the power right. i have as a male student the power you have as a female student i don't think It differs that much, in my opinion. (laughs) So,
1: but then that would be to say that, so you don't think there's any difference in terms of power dynamics between men and women, like just generally then?
0: Generally, Um, yes, of course. Obviously in wider society, when you look at the workforce. So why would that
1: change in the context of a a university environment?
0: I think in a university environment, um, because universities tend to be more forward-thinking, yeah, they tend to be more more forward-thinking places.
1: They, I think they often espouse that, but there's still racist, homophobic, sexist <laughs> attacks that take place on university campuses okay, okay, all across okay, the country okay, all day you know long and like nothing's yeah. done you know, about you it. Know what? <laughs> to,
0: do you know what, to be fair, like, I, 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 I believe this strongly that you know, universities, especially in this country, were built for rich, white males. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, know, you see it everywhere from the kinds of societies there are at universities to the uh, sports clubs mm. and the way universities are kind of built they were built for, for white rich men. No, And absolutely. they haven't adep- adapted to the influx of people from minority backgrounds and uh-huh. from um, working class backgrounds as well. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. More universities are starting to try and do that, but they've still got a long way to go. But on the issue of gender... Right.
1: Um,
0: it's 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 difficult, man, because... Bro, fam... But the thing is, also, are, what, what happened people, to these boys, though? These boys, Do you know what I mean? on social. I, I don't know.
1: Because uh, the, the thing, the, my, my thing is, after all of that has died down, what are the implications for these men? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if none of these boys were, and I don't necessarily know what happened afterwards yeah, we in don't terms know. Yeah, of, don't of the know long either. term, yeah, I don't but know. if none of these boys were, there was no convictions, there was no kicking them out of the university, what really happened to them? I, I don't remember none of these men's faces. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? So the reality is people people can get up it the thing is if you knew if you need them, them you might you'll be never you, you you wouldn't know, <laughs> you forget you'd be looking at them sideways, of course. But my thing is, what is if there is no power shift, if no one ultimately is held accountable in any real ways, then what has really happened? Mm. Other than this excitement over social media, what actually happens? Mm. Because the thing is the women that have, that have been the victims of these situations have to, have to hold that for, them for the rest of their, their lives. lives and have no um, uh, will, will, will not have access to different services they're dealing with trauma all of that kind of stuff these boys have the the shame of social media for a hot sec and we live in a this social media context even, yeah, moves man. so quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm saying so it's, it's them one, one day and and there was an, there was an excitement for a, yeah, a couple no, it days. It was, it, it was definitely not. <laughs> but a year later, two years later, what, no, one, no one's even talking what, about it anymore. Do you um, know what I'm saying?
0: So what is really? I, I I I agree with you that social media is just with with, with the moments and with the times. But yeah, we're yet to see how this will impact a lot of the guys that were allegedly involved. Um, you know, like now, for example, employees are being more. Um, more interested in the kind of values that the employees have, mm. um, they could go and search their, your, your, um, their their social media profiles and stuff like that. Obviously, simple thing to do is untag yourself, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they won't be able to find you. But let's say, for example, I don't know, he wanted to run for mayor of London, for example, and then you know these tweets, these accusations came back up. How would he then clear his name? Well,
1: there should—I I would argue that there should probably be an inquiry of sorts, like like anyone mm, who's trying to clear the, clear the name of anything. But if people, I—I am not of the view that women just lie about this stuff.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm not you know of I'm that saying as well. so. I think, I think I think the majority <laughs> of the time there is truth to what is being said. Right. There, there, there has to be. Right. And I, don't so think, I, think, I don't think women are these vicious creatures because look. Nobody would make up... Look, It's like me making up, for example, that someone stole my um, um, a phone from me.
1: Mm.
0: Or someone stole um, my, my, my trainers. I don't know. Or someone committed some kind of act, heinous crime a- against, against me. you. Do you know what I mean? Why would I make it up? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Even if I, I despise you as a person, mm. why would I make up... There's nothing to uh, benefit. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing... How does it benefit me? It just brings you down. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm. Obviously, the women that do do that, if, if they even exist... Will be in the minority. Mm. The majority of women will probably be telling the truth, and I don't think the conviction rates reflect the amount of women that are telling the truth.
1: They absolutely don't, which is why a lot of women don't. But then, how come do we? The how, first do,
0: place? how do we change the law? Because it, it's it's a difficult one. Because I I don't I'm not I, I I'm, not, I'm not I'm not really I'm not really that knowledgeable on on the current kind of
1: the laws around. But you know what? I think it's so multifaceted. I think it's a lot bigger than the law. I think it's about a lot of people's perceptions. I think it's about a culture of misogyny and patriarchy that is deeply ingrained ingrained in both men and women. I've had friends, family members who have gone to the police about men following them or about men harassing them. And I remember I had a friend who uh, went to the police about an incident where a man had been following her. And it was a female police officer that she spoke to. And the officer said, oh, maybe he just wanted to speak to you. So this narrative that men are entitled to pursue women, men are entitled to women's bodies, men are entitled to engage or conversate with women is a product of patriarchy and it's something deeply, deeply ingrained in our culture. So I don't even think it's just about the law um, because the law has made progress, but in terms of a lot of women's experiences... That hasn't necessarily changed. I can talk... And, and the thing is, there are, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are scales and degrees and nuances um, in these things. And the experiences I've had of certain gender relations might be different to the experiences of my grandmother, for example. But there are still ways in which our experiences there's still, there's across, across, across d- decades there, there, are still very much the same, there, despite there,
0: changes in law. There's, there's still problems, but I think the reluctance to pursue further social change is because people feel as if we've never women have never had it better than, than
1: no, before. People do so feel so that so,
0: way. so 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 even um, I have a colleague at work, my my workplace. She's she's mm-hmm. she's a she's a Russian lady, um, and she was saying when she was studying in Russia, like or well, even now when she has like conversations with like her Russian friends, it's and, and she gets quite heated. It's very much so. Why are you getting so mad? But if a guy's doing it, it's, it's not that it's much of a yeah. It's, yeah, it's confidence. You yeah, know how to mean. articulate so yourself. She said when she went to the US to uh, do a placement year and stuff, that will one really treated her differently as a woman in her own personal experience. Yeah. Like, when she would make a point, people would see it as valid as mm. when a man made a point. Mm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So she saw that as, like, revolutionary. Do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Like, she had never seen it before. So even her coming here, for example, to Britain, and maybe she has to go through, like, uh, one one instance of misogyny, she's not going to see that as a big deal Right. because back at home, it was worse. Do you know right, what I'm trying to say? Right, it? right, right. So, um, yeah, right. I think I think society has a long way to go, but there have, there have been, you know, strides. Um,
1: no, and I, and I would absolutely agree with that, but there <coughs> are still a lot of things that fundamentally women's experiences are, are characterised oftentimes by the realities of misogyny. This and you is going to take us g-
0: swiftly on to <laughs> the, pay, the pay gap. The pay, are, are we talking about, about the pay gap? Yeah, uh, quickly. Um, so, explain <laughs> what the pay, like pay gap, gap. Explain what people think the pay gap is, and explain what it actually is.
1: Right, right, okay. So, I think a big perception of the gender pay gap is that Toby and I, for example, would do the exact same job and get paid different amounts for that same job, and that does happen. In, in in a lot of context, it, a lot of context, we should acknowledge that as well, especially when people are hired on a kind of more informal basis. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That that does happen. But what we're talking about when we talk about the gender pay gap is the reality that over a course of a man or a woman's lifetime, women will be paid significantly less or have acquired less wealth over a period of time because of a maybe taking time out for. Uh, childcare duties, maybe when your kid's sick, you're you're the one who's presumed to have to look after them. Your pay is then compromised as a result. If you take maternity leave, your pay is then compromised as a result. And oftentimes there are people who rather uh, refer to it as a mother pay gap than a gender pay gap because the reality is it disproportionately affects women who have children who may have to take time off and are presumed to be the kind of primary caregivers. caregivers.
0: But but do you think... But don't you think that nature has dictated that women should be the primary?
1: Oh, caregivers? oh, baby, no! I don't think that's nature at all. You don't think you don't. I think, think I think, think that, that is social constructions of what motherhood is supposed to look like. Because why is it right? Think th- if we just take away all of our conditioning for a all second, right? Cool, right fair enough. Just because I've carried a child for nine months, why so. do I have to be the one to look after it? Um, do you know what
0: I mean? We could, we I could. Mean, th- we could talk about you're basically able to breastfeed it,
1: right? But there are. Technologies where I don't have to be there to <laughs> breastfeed
0: the baby, but but that's what I mean by nature. If if we were just living in a civilization that hadn't developed technology
1: and stuff, uh-huh.
0: naturally speaking, the women would breastfeed the child, right?
1: Okay, but why does that have to constitute the entire childcare process, right? So maybe when the baby's hungry, the baby comes to to me tits to get fed, yeah. and then I hand yeah. them right back over you, over to you. Fair Do you know enough. what I mean? Why is there this notion that because women carry a child, are able to feed the child, that they have To do everything else, <laughs> and I mean, men just get to kind of vanish off into, into fair, the blue sky and what, what, do whatever they
0: want to do. To be fair, a lot of men have said that you know, for example, the reason why women get paid less is because, um, you know, they're not as hard working, etc. etc. But, however, a lot of misogynist no, men yeah, have said this yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no actually, there's no, there's no data to support that. You know, Absolutely men and women not. are as equally in, intelligent as each other, and also equally. women
1: outperform men from primary school, secondary school, university. However, men are more likely to have the highest paid positions. We mustn't forget that as well. Girls do actually do better in school than boys do. They, they
0: do better in school, but there's nothing to, to, to say that men and women are intrinsically more intelligent than each other. No. On, uh, on a basic level. However, <laughs> how, <laughs> however, however, I think the issue of uh, men occupying the top jobs... I don't think that's, that's a result of gender. No. I think that's a result of um, class.
1: Because, because,
0: because, because 7% of, 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 of um, people are privately educated. Mm-hmm. Most of those people are white rich men. Um, mm-hmm. Children of white rich men. Mm-hmm. Um, they then go on to occupy 90% of the highest paying jobs. Uh-huh. Now that's a problem with class.
1: Mm-hmm. Not gender. But not all of those 7% of privately school educated are male.
0: No, the majority of them are male. The majority of the, the the small population of people that are privately educated are male. Right. Okay. And I, I'm of those pri- of those privately educated people, ninety mm. percent of them go on to occupy. No, that seven percent go on to occupy ninety percent of the jobs. But that but that is high that
1: is still not. If, if, that,
0: if that, that, we're that's, just that's looking that's at class. if we're
1: looking at white and men white uh, men and women, there mm. should still be more rich white women in those spaces. No, when but what I'm saying
0: what I'm saying. What I'm saying, even in the private school sector, white men disproportionately.
1: But not to that extent. I'm sure it's not to that extent. Pr- may, Whereas 99 percent boys may, may, and one percent may, may, girls. May, may, in. May,
0: maybe not. But then, then again, <laughs> you could argue that most of the high-paid women are women from working-class backgrounds.
1: No, of course it's not. But I'm saying even if we aren't, background. even if we are, just going to look at class, for example. Even if we're just going to look at, at class, rich yeah, yeah. white and men, rich women uh, w- and women. Right. Men, yeah, yeah. There should be more rich white women. Fair but it's enough. not which forces us to, to consider to gender. gender. And, and, and then, then when we look at other <laughs> spheres, as well.
0: we, we realise, yeah, no, yeah, of course, that
1: uh, men, and even if we look in our own communities in terms of where there is greater representation, there is greater representation of men in certain spaces over women. And that, again, forces us to look at the realities of gender. Like, nobody can tell me that that's not real or it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, can't, I, can't, disagree. <laughs> I can't disagree with you. <laughs> you bodied me on this topic
1: <laughs> i mean boo, i mean it's 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 alive and well, and the intersections are real as well and important to consider like realities of class and gender and how and race and race and how people are affected by different things in and different sexuality. spaces sexuality ableism disabilism whatever where you know what i mean we're we're not a homogenous body of of people yeah yeah, um, yeah
0: you're right you're right um okay cool last last <laughs> last topic. Just to end on on a kind of cheerful cheerful note, yeah, <laughs> cheerful. we're gonna talk about um, the new film that came out. Yeah. Ratman's Blue Story.
1: Ratman's Blue Story. Which I think
0: yeah, is one of the best kind of black directed. UK. Okay. British talented or you know British okay. actors um movies i've watched in my opinion i think it's better than *Adulthood*. you know Kiddochut, yeah, yeah Kiddochut. that whole i think it's yeah, better yeah, than yeah. That, that whole series um i think it was enti- like it just made me it actually made me laugh genuinely like,
1: yeah no uh, that was yeah the bants
0: the made sense it like did. this is this is london banter no for sure um for sure <laughs> um, all the actors were, were better than i expected yeah. some of the actors were in top boy and some of them performed mm. better in their roles in in this film than then they in did in Boy. Top Boy. Like I can't remember the you know the big guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, he was amazing good. in this
0: film. Yeah, no, he was good. In he this really film. saw his character but then <laughs> in Top Boy. I don't know.
1: But I guess he played he, in Top Boy. He played a different kind of role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was know, more Top like, Boy. he was on the roads. In Top yeah, Boy, yeah, in this yeah. one, not really.
0: He wasn't. I think maybe that's just more in tune with how he is in person. Yeah,
1: maybe. Um, and we used to go about God at the end, brother. That we all need to forgive each other. <laughs> You're like
0: God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> how did you feel about the ending, though? Do you feel like it ended, it ended in end. a realistic way? <laughs> Do
1: you know what? I think what they were trying to, I think what they highlighted well was like this sense of like they're just being a cycle yeah. of. So of when that. when the young boy who was like doing his music thing was like, yeah, I need to it get revenge, so you know what I'm saying? was so silly. Yeah, I think I think that did come through as well. Um, yeah, no, I think you know, I think I need a bit more time to process the film because I only saw it last night. Um, and there were there were parts that I didn't feel were super authentic, and there were parts that I did feel were um, like I didn't feel as if it was kind of situated in a context of like. Change in South London or gentrified South London and the nature of like it made it look like South London was just like all black <laughs> and I guess it was trying to show like a particular I mean it like, did subset. no no, no, no.
0: I, I agree with you but it did it did have like um mixed race characters for example yeah no of course or characters but I think, from like different kind of groups because there was an Asian there were a couple of Asians. no
1: no no of course of course but I mean like Peckham in 2019 is not the same Peckham of 10, 15 years ago. Peckham is like deeply gentrified, albeit in the process of being gentrified, and the same wow. with Deptford. And I guess, I guess it would have been great for I, I would have loved like to see more I think, I think, I think, of the kind of political realities mm, of some of these areas and mm, the changing nature of some of these mm, areas. Mm. But I think what today, Rat,
0: Ratman was trying to to display, I think the blue story is a reflection of his reality. Yeah, and no, how he grew up. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah why for sure. Like that. I think movies from him in the future might might touch on. Gentrification and and those kind of issues. Yeah. um The ending for me, I found it very. say the ending? What are you talking about? Sorry. Can you? Not necessarily the ending of the guy, you know, going to go and commit revenge because that guy is just silly. You know? <laughs> but um even the way all the characters, the main characters ended, where they ended up. So. Oh yeah, yeah. My man's a youth worker. Yeah, and, my man's a yeah, youth yeah. worker. <laughs> Like I was like, damn, bro. I was like, that's exactly what would happen. One of them would become a youth worker telling people not to drink gangs. Um, I thought he was going to be the snake, actually. Yeah, um, the same. The that ended up being a youth worker. Yeah, that that was a nice twist. Yeah. Right yeah. man always knows how to add yeah. in that element of shock. Um,
1: Do you know he's a very he's a very good writer and director. I have to say, telling, I wasn't expecting him to appear and start rapping though. Oh, is it? No, I thought he was going to. No, I was. I was. I think. Just, I, I've got love for rap man, but I find that stuff corny as hell, man. Oh, him rapping. Yeah. Damn. I find it so corny, like. <laughs> I mean, he's he's well, very he good at like much. sympathizing the stories, and I guess that's his thing. Like that's yeah. why it's different and whatnot. But um, I think he could have done without that.
0: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I, I, you see, you see the beef as well. That kind of the way it kind of spiraled out of control. Mm. I think that's actually very realistic mm. because the scene is crucial in the whole thing. You know that playground scene. The,
1: yeah, when at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that, that scene just escalated everything because it did. if my man had just walked away, mm. they probably would have squashed it the next day. Yeah, because his friend was just annoyed. You yeah, know what I mean, but the fact that he got punched in the face in front of everyone, mm. that he called this girl a He slapped his girl. <laughs>
1: No, that was, I all, that
0: was all jokes <laughs> about life. I don't like you, I was brother. just like, you know you know, when all the kids were saying ooh, fam? I was like, you know if I was there, I'd be saying ooh as well. <laughs> <laughs> if I i would be saying ooh, because if, yeah, you, if you're nuts, just a school man. kid watching that in the playground, that is so funny. <laughs> um,
1: that... Ugh. But yeah, Their man, there was There were so many. Very cute though, man. the,
0: yeah, there were so many things in it that just screamed, "This is London." Like even the party they went to, and mm. they all had to run
1: out. Yeah, now some things were done like really, really well. Absolutely, um, and it's always nice to like see, see films or content in areas that you know. Yeah, do you know what I mean, it's it's so refreshing because we watch so much like American stuff. Um, yeah, I like, think this is going to do really well in America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do um, you think so? In I America. think it will.
0: I think it will. Um, especially for those kind of people, they like boys in the hood. Because mm. um, this movie, if I'm being honest, it did better than I expected in terms of yeah, no, the way it made same. me feel. Mm. I thought it wasn't going to be that good, if I'm being honest. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But Ratman, right, man, I think people have underestimated. He is a good writer. We can say nah, that he hands is. He down, is, fantastic. He's a, good, he's a good storyteller. A very good storyteller. Um, um, very yeah, good man. Very good storyteller. And, and I think he's, he told all of the stories well. I mean, even the guy on the wheelchair, you're himself. Mm. You know, I was like, damn, bro. But it gets like that. Like You see yeah. these... These gangbangers they they're actually depressed inside.
1: No. And I think that yeah, they did like highlight some of the trauma quite well, like when him when what's his name? What's the boy's name? Tommy. Tommy? Toby. No, Tommy. It, wasn't Tommy.
0: Tommy. it Tommy. was <laughs> <but no. laughs>
1: Him and the guy that went on to become a youth worker, like when they were talking in the car just about like how they were feeling like Oh yeah, and
0: how they would talk to the
1: dead Yeah, <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> so why are you no, laughing, bro? No, <laughs> a
0: man said no, but you know when man said, ah, oh, I wanna be with her. I would to go back and he was like, What? What are you on about But um even even there's so many situations as well in in that whole film that you could've asked where were the teachers, mm. the psychiatrists, where was the support? Yeah. Because look the, ge- the girl of his dreams died and you're telling me the school didn't try to do nothing mm. even when they had that tiff in the playground you're telling yeah. me there wasn't a teacher did you see a- that
1: but there was a teacher and he like walked away when the beef ended like he was like with the kids bruv swear yeah I, uh, like, swear. Like,
0: I can't lie <laughs> a teacher. some teachers are like this yeah, so
1: <laughs> Know, they'll see
0: beef, yeah, <laughs> and egg it on, or, 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 or walk away. Just
1: be watching, like, oh, look at the negroes, <laughs> the negro children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nah, it's, it's 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 funny.
1: Nah, do you know? At first, I was like, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it it was a good film. I it think was a it's vibe. just it, was, a it was the rap man, the, the rapping. I am not a massive fan of well, that. Well, do you know what it is? It but, didn't have
0: that much in it. Like, it only had a bit at the start to kind of like flash forward.
1: I felt like it appeared quite a couple times. Like, I think like, maybe three, four times. Why it was nah? Rapman, I have to give him his props, man. He did his thing. I have to give him his props, man. Brother from thing. south east London, yeah, do you know yeah what I mean, he's from doing doing big things. He's going. He's
0: going to the US now. Yeah, he's doing stuff with Jay Z. Yeah, he's gonna go work with J- Jay Z for a couple of years. Then he said he's gonna come back and do his Story, the movie. Damn. Um, which wow. will be interesting.
1: Have to give him his props, man.
0: Yeah, but um, that concludes today's episode of Toby Talks. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. um Thank you, Rashida, for coming.
1: Always love. Uh,
0: Yeah, so see you next time on TV Talks Politics. Bye. Bye.